The LA Kings came closer to finalizing their roster for the upcoming season. Plus, I give my take on a long-rumored big trade involving the Kings. All that coming up on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and maybe on YouTube. More on that in a second. On today's episode of Locked On LA Kings, the Kings have all their forwards now under contract for the upcoming season. We'll discuss that. And the Kings are still looking to add defenseman Jacob Chikrin potentially. My name is Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years, the last 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network, where I'm a co-host, sidekick, reporter, and the network's NHL insider. I also co-host the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And most importantly to you, I'm a lifelong LA Kings fan. So those of you listening to this may or may not be able to check out the Locked on LA Kings YouTube channel. Uh, I attempted to launch our first episode on YouTube a little bit earlier. Uh, Some things didn't go as well as expected. So I'm recording this episode for those who are listening on the podcast to make sure that you guys have your content for today. Hopefully that YouTube channel will get up and running soon, if not later today then very soon, and uh, I really appreciate all your patience with me on this. Like I've said before, I'm an old radio guy, so I'm getting caught up to speed on a lot of the video stuff, and uh, apparently it's not completely ironed out at this point, but uh, I did want to make sure that I did get a episode out for you on the audio side of things, so uh, I will be letting you know on social media if the YouTube channel is up for something uh, that you can check out if it's something you want to, but like I said, I wanted to at least make sure that I had some content for you on the audio side of things. And we do have news for the LA Kings from over the weekend. On Saturday, the Kings announced contract extensions with restricted free agent forwards Gabe Velarde and Jarrett Anderson Dolan. Both are one-year deals. Velarde is a one-way contract carrying an average annual value of $825,000, while Anderson Dolan is a two-way deal worth an average annual value of $750,000. Now, if you don't know the difference between a one-way or a two-way deal, here's the explanation. Uh, A one-way deal, like, for example, Velarde, $825,000, that means that he will make that amount of money for next season, regardless of if he's playing in the NHL or the AHL. It's a little bit different for Anderson Dolan. Now, he'll make $750,000 at the NHL level, but he will make a lesser amount if he's playing in the AHL. As for Gabe Velarde, we've talked about him a lot in recent episodes. Five goals, two assists in 25 games for the LA Kings last season. Anderson Dolan played in just seven games for the Kings last year. He did not record a point. Velarde was a first-round pick of the Kings, 11th overall in 2017. And Anderson Dolan was the Kings' next selection in that same draft. He was a second-round pick, 41st overall in 2017. Both are in the mix for a spot on the team's 23-man roster for the upcoming season, and both are on the Kings' official roster right now. And I think both are also in pretty much the same boat when it comes to the urgency that they need to show this season for the LA Kings. Now, it is up to them in some respect as far as how much playing time they get because you earn your playing time, but it's also, uh, I think the clock is ticking on both of these guys. I think they're both talented Uh, I think they're both in a tough situation where they aren't getting the minutes that they would like to get. Uh, Anderson Dolan is a natural center. Uh, So is Gabe Velarde. Velarde has been trying to make the transition to wing because we're already pretty much stacked at center. Um, So 
you know, their opportunities are going to be somewhat limited, but they got to make the most with what they, what they can, because like I said, it's been five years now for both in the organization. They both really haven't making, made much of an impact on the NHL uh, roster. They both done well at the AHL level, including both last season, both played well for the Ontario rain. But again, this is about the NHL. As you guys know, it is a very crowded crop of uh, talented players that the Kings have at forward and time is running out on both Gabe Velarde and Jared Anderson Dolan to prove that they, they should remain with the team. Uh, if they don't prove it this year, I think because of the, you know, the limited space that's going to be available going forward, the Kings would probably be better off trading them for future assets and letting them get a fresh start with a different organization where they can get maybe better um, positioning on the roster where they can get more minutes and, um, show if they are or not eventually NHL caliber players. So uh, like I said, I've mentioned this before. I think the LA Kings roster is pretty much set. We've got Kopitar, top line center, Kempe and Fiala on the wings, Philip Deneau, second line center, with hopefully a Victor Arvidsson held completely healthy from the back surgery and Trevor Moore on those wings. Third line likely, I believe, will be Quentin Byfield. We're going to talk more about him in a second with Alex Iafalo and Arthur Kaliev on the wings. And I think Blake Lazat's probably the fourth line center with maybe Brendan Lemieux at one wing. They did re-sign him in the offseason on a one-year deal. Um, could be Carl Grundstrom on the other wing. Rasmus Gupari, Gabe Velarde, and some others are in the mix as well. So let's update the Kings' salary cap situation as it stands right now. Um, they are at $80,986,667 spent against the salary cap. That means that they have right now a projected salary cap space of just $1,513,333. Now, the Kings have two more players yet to sign, who they also extended qualifying offers to. They would be defensemen Mikey Anderson and Sean Dursey. Hopefully, those deals can get done soon, so the Kings can have all of their offseason business wrapped up, at least we think. Um, the Kings, of course, can go over the salary cap during the offseason, but would need to be under the cap once the regular season begins in early October. But for now... All the Kings forwards on their current roster are under contract uh, as that as the complete roster of the Kings is certainly taking shape for what will be a highly anticipated 2022-23 season. Now, if you wanted to place a wager on the LA Kings to win the Stanley Cup next season, betonline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news for every league, every league including Major League Baseball, combat sports, esports, and even golf. Head to Bet Online right now to use your mobile device as well and learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So I mentioned that I think the LA Kings roster is just about set for next season, but what if it isn't? The Kings obviously addressed their biggest need early in the offseason by trading for and re-signing left-winger Kevin Fiala to play on the top line and help out with our scoring issues. The second most obvious need for the Kings is a left defenseman. Uh, The Kings also have a lot of young, talented players in their organization, as we have talked about a lot. And with that in mind, there has been a rumor out there for a while that the rebuilding Arizona Coyotes, who are not looking to win anytime soon, would be willing to part with young, talented defenseman Jacob Chikrin in a trade for multiple prospects and or draft picks. Now, if you don't know about Jacob Chikrin, he is 24 years old, left defense. He's played in the NHL for six seasons, so he is a young veteran. Uh, He was the 16th overall pick by the Coyotes in 1998. 
He has 53 career goals, 89 career assists in 337 career games, all with the Coyotes. Last season in 47 games, he had seven goals and 14 assists. His best season was the year before that when he posted 18 goals and 41 points and finished 10th in the Norris Trophy voting for the most outstanding defenseman of the year. He is not a superstar, but he is a very talented player, uh, responsible in his own end, while also being able to provide some offensive punch. And the Kings certainly could use that on their blue line because they are one of the most offensively challenged defensive cores in the NHL. Uh, But one thing that really makes Chikrin even more attractive is the fact that he is signed for the next three seasons at a very reasonable $4.6 million per season. Now, a deal between the two teams appears to make too much sense as far as why we keep hearing about it. Uh, The teams have what each other wants. Kings have plenty of assets to trade, and the Coyotes are much more than just one good young defenseman away from being a team of any consequence. Arizona is willing to part with one good player for the chance to have multiple good players. So exactly what are the Coyotes looking for in return? Well, that's where the problem comes in, because according to reports, the Coyotes are looking for four assets in return or three high level assets, blue chip prospects or first round draft picks. Uh, That would reportedly mean for the Kings, the Coyotes would like to have either Quentin Byfield, or Brant Clark. If that is the case, I can't see the Kings parting with either of those players at this point. We'll start with Quentin Byfield. As you likely know, the second overall pick in the 2020 draft, he will turn 20 next month. Now, Byfield's numbers are modest. In his first pro season last year, just five goals and five assists in 40 games. And I know there is a lot of anticipation and expectation for Kings fans surrounding Quentin Byfield. Understandably so, again, he's the second overall pick in the draft. Those players are supposed to make an NHL impact sooner rather than later. But he, again, he hasn't turned 20 yet. He's still very young. It could be argued he should be playing in juniors and not at the NHL level. Obviously, the Kings felt that his development would be better served if he played in the NHL against bigger and stronger players, not only in game situations, but also in practice. Um, He obviously had the knee injury last year early in the season that stalled his start of the year and probably didn't really give him a good chance to recover. Hopefully fingers crossed this year that everything goes well for him in training camp in the preseason. And he's ready to hit the ground running for the start of the regular season and prove um, that he was worthy of that second round, a second overall pick. Not, not that he's going to put up monster numbers, but at least I think uh, Kings fans would be satisfied with him showing a little bit more sizzle, a little bit more playmaking ability, and and that does also come along with with some more offensive production. Um, I think ten goals and maybe twenty points for for Quentin Byfield this year. I think would ease a lot of the concerns that a lot of Kings fans have about his ability. But again, it's still way way too early to make a judgment on whether Quentin Byfield is going to be a impactful NHL player or not. Let's just get him a full season. Let's have him be healthy. And then let's see what he can do. I think that's what we're all hoping for this year. Now, the other piece that apparently the Coyotes would look for in a Jacob Chikrin trade is the young defenseman, Brant Clark for the Kings. If you're not familiar with him, uh, he has yet to make his NHL debut. All that could change soon. He was the eighth overall pick in the 2021 draft. He just turned 19 this past February highly touted offensive defenseman, um, and he could be in the NHL as soon as this season. We talked about the decision made with Quentin Byfield. The Kings felt it was better for his development for him to be at the NHL level rather than the junior level. Um, and the same could be said for Brant Clark. Now, 
Unfortunately, because of his age, he is not eligible to play in the AHL with the Ontario Reign. I think the Kings would be very happy to see him take that next step. But again, that's not an option for him because of his young age. So he has two options next year. Does he continue to play uh, in the Junior League, in the CHL, or does he play on the Kings roster in the NHL? Again, that is something for the Kings to decide. Um, Certainly the way he performs in training camp and in the preseason would go a long way in the Kings determining whether it's now time for him to get a taste of the NHL level. And again, maybe not in the starting lineup right away, Um, maybe getting spot minutes here and there to get acclimated to the highest level of hockey in the world. And also, like I said, you you know, we, we think about game situation when it comes to young players, but there's also something to be said for practicing with NHL players, for learning the system with NHL players. And that could certainly benefit Brent Clark um, more than just playing against players his own age, where he's pretty much already proven himself to be uh, a player who is above the rest. So that'll be a very interesting situation going forward. But I I do, look, I'm I'm the type of guy, if if you don't know, um, who is more than willing to part ways with prospects for proven NHL players. Um, you know, and the Kings have a ton of prospects to to be able to use, as they did with Brock Faber in the Kevin Fiala trade. Um, whether Faber ever turns out to be a really good NHL defenseman uh, remains to be seen. Certainly he's on track, and there's a lot of great things that have been said about him so far, but we know what Kevin Fiala can do. So I'm very comfortable with trading players who haven't haven't proven at the NHL level for players who have. Um, And that's the situation that we have with a guy like Brant Clark. But the talent evaluators from everything I hear with the LA Kings believe that both Quinton Byfield and Brant Clark are going to be impactful NHL players for many years to come going forward. And I haven't officially heard this, but I think it makes a lot of sense that the Kings organization, while they are looking to win now, also have to be responsible and have an eye towards the future. I will say this, when you look at the LA sports scene, there is something to be said for drawing in the L.A. fan base by making big moves. The Lakers went out and got LeBron James and got Anthony Davis and got a title out of it. The Dodgers have been spending as much as anyone in Major League Baseball, bringing in guys like Mookie Betts and others. They've won a World, a World Series title. The L.A. Rams. Uh, by the way, I do know I made a boo-boo on Friday's show when I said the Chargers won the Super Bowl. Believe me, as as someone who's married to the, one of the biggest Chargers fans in the world, Uh, I would love to see that happen. Uh, She would still be celebrating that. But I do know it was the Rams and not the Chargers that won the Super Bowl last year. But the Chargers actually had a motto. I think they even made t-shirts about it. Their GM wore it. He said, F them picks. Where he's like, you know what? I am willing to give up the future for now in, in an attempt to win a championship. And they did it this past year. And I get like the Rams situation a little bit different than the Kings. They're competing with the Chargers for fans after returning from being away from Southern California for so long, now back in L.A. And, and trying to make an impact and a splash. They certainly did that this past year. But I do think there is something to be said. If you want to capture the the L.A. fans, uh, frankly, their money and their interest, you do need to make big splashes. So the Kings did that with Kevin Fiala. Would they be willing to do it again with Jacob Chikorin? I don't think at the expense of getting rid of Quentin Byfield or Brant Clark at this point. And again, I haven't I haven't had anyone in the Kings say this to me, but I think it makes a lot of sense that looking down the line, the Kings are hoping and and they believe that Quentin Byfield eventually 
could be the successor for Andre Kopitar as their top line center. And there's been a lot of comparisons about his size and Kopitar's size and his skills with the puck and so on and so forth. And that's saying a lot. I mean, Kopitar is likely a future Hall of Famer. So that's putting a lot on Quentin Byfield. But again, I think the Kings, looking down the line, do think that that is something that's realistic for Quentin Byfield. <coughs> Excuse me. And I think the same can be said for Brent Clark. Um, I think the Kings are looking down the line that this is a very talented young offensive defenseman who eventually could take over as the number one defenseman for Drew Doughty. I think that the talent level at this point for both those guys is that big. And again, that's saying a lot, but I think that is part of the big reason why the Kings are so reluctant to include either Quinton Byfield or Brent Clark in any kind of a trade right now for Jacob Chikrin or anyone else. And I also think the Kings, and I mentioned this before, I think they want to see what they have on their blue line. I think, look, Drew Doughty, a healthy Drew Doughty, hopefully a healthy Sean Walker. And then you've got guys like Sean Dursey and Tobias Bjornfoot who had a a, a lot of NHL games under their belt and and including Dursey playing in the playoffs to help their development and their experience going forward. I think the the Kings want to see those two guys play a full NHL season. Uh, Again, a healthy Doughty and a healthy Walker and kind of see where we stand with our blue line as the season goes on. Now, if things don't work out the way we hope, if there are more injuries, then maybe the Kings at the trade deadline for next season will be more open to maybe shipping out a key piece. But again, that's that's something to be determined later, I believe. I don't think the Kings are looking anytime soon to make a big deal for a guy like a Jacob Chikrin, who again is not a superstar, but is a very good, solid player and is young and comes at a good price. I just don't think the Kings are there yet at this point. So I don't see the Kings trading for Jacob Chikrin anytime soon, but it is something that is out there. It makes sense why the rumors are out there. Uh, It makes sense for both sides, and it's something that both sides could revisit perhaps later on in the upcoming season. Just a reminder that Locked On NHL podcast has you covered for all your league-wide NHL talk with a rotating cast of local hosts from the Locked On NHL channel, breaking down the biggest stories in hockey five days a week. Subscribe for free on your favorite podcast app or on YouTube. So speaking of the big stories going on in the NHL, I have no doubt they're talking about this on the Locked On NHL channel. And we had an email from listener Tommy on Friday's show asking to maybe have a segment going forward Uh, that focuses on the Kings-specific division rivals uh, to keep track on what's going on with the teams that the Kings are directly in competition with for playoff spots. Um, And I do have that in mind going forward for a future segment, a future weekly segment. But uh, I did want to touch on something that happened on Friday. If you haven't heard about it, the Calgary Flames continue to be forced to make some uh, major moves. They already lost their top player and a guy who was top five in the MP- MVP balloting this year, Johnny Gaudreau. They lost him in free agency to the Columbus Blue Jackets. That was a major blow to the defending Pacific Division champs. And uh, another one of their talented players, Matthew Kachuk, informed the team that he was not interested in signing long-term with them. And so the team decided, well, we need to move him out. Um, and uh, their GM, Brad Treleving, had the unenviable task of having to deal a star player, likely from a position not of any kind of strength because all the other teams in the NHL knew they, they needed to trade Matthew Kachuk. Now, they didn't have to do it now, but at some point before the end of the season. And there were only a limited number of teams with interest in Matthew Kachuk who had pieces that could come back in exchange for Matthew Kachuk to help out the Flames and also uh, basically teams that Matthew Kachuk is willing to play for or else he would say, I'm not signing long-term with you either. And that team would be in the position that the Flames were in. So... Anyway, it worked out there was a trade made between the Calgary Flames and the Florida Panthers. 
Uh, in return, the Calgary Flames get a very talented player in Jonathan Huberto. They also got a defenseman and a first-round pick. Um, and I believe Huberto is going to be a free agent after this season, so the Flames will have to re-sign him to make this trade work out. But I thought great return for the Calgary Flames and getting a really, really good player in Jonathan Huberto back again. They have to re-sign him and make this trade actually you know, be great for them. But uh, that's a good player to get back in return for Matthew Kachuk. And I will say this, Matthew Kachuk is one of my most hated players in the NHL, uh, this side of Brad Marchand. But uh, I'm actually, if I'm honest, going to be a little bit sad to see Matthew Kachuk go, even though I can't stand him. But uh, as I'm sure you well know, uh, he and Drew Doughty had several run-ins over the past few seasons. There was a definite, personal, legitimate feud between those two players going after one another at various times. And that feud between those two players translated into a team-wide feud between the Flames and the Kings. And I like those feuds. Uh, as much as I cursed Matthew Kachuk and, and, and hated him, villains are good for sports. And it's more entertaining when you have a bad guy to root against. So in that respect, I am... A little bit sad to see Matthew Kachuk go to the Eastern Conference. We're not going to see him nearly as much with uh, the Florida Panthers as we would with the fellow Pacific Division Calgary Flames. So that rivalry, that uh, feud between Dowdy and Kachuk is definitely not going to be as uh, as burning bright as it was if they were division rivals. So while I'm, I'm, I'm glad this could potentially hurt the Calgary Flames down the road because that's that's competition for the Kings going forward. I am actually a little bit sad to see him go because I did enjoy that that rivalry, that bad blood between the Kings and Flames and specifically Drew Doughty and Matthew Kachuk. Hey, coming up on Tuesday's show, we're going to update you on obviously any Kings news that happens between now and then, uh, but also going to start our breakdown of the Kings defensive core. Uh, for the upcoming season to keep up to date with this show and what's going on with the LA Kings please follow us on Twitter we are at locked on LA Kings if you'd like to send me an email with any comments or thoughts on the Kings or this show or anything else that's on your mind the email address is locked on Eddie E-D-D-I-E locked on Eddie at gmail.com I would love to read some of your emails on future shows like I said I am uh, I'm tentatively scheduling to have a weekly email segment probably on the Friday show so if you'd like to have your voice be heard uh, feel free to let us know again that uh, that email address is locked on Eddie at gmail.com and follow us on Twitter at Locked on LA Kings. Hey, thank you so much for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. Hopefully we get the issues sorted out sooner rather than later with the YouTube channel to make that an option for you guys as well. Now that you've made Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day, make your second listen Locked on NHL. Locked on experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL all year long. Stay up to date on everything in hockey with Locked on NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Again, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Thank you for your patience with the YouTube channel. Uh, thank you for for listening to Locked On LA Kings. I am Eddie Garcia. As always, I remind you to close out the show. Go Kings, go.